Oh, we're playing the hit still? We got to. We're talking hockey. A.Q. Shipley, we're uh-huh. talking hockey, shitty referees. Oh, here we go. Topical theme. Absolutely love it. Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. I am your host, Nick Morano, joined as always by our pal of the pals, north of the border friend, Gump. Gump, how you doing? Beautiful day, my friend. And let's not forget about Super Bowl champion. Oh, Made it again? Coach. Two in a row. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, AQ Shipley. AQ, what's up, buddy? How we doing, guys? Let's go. Fantastic. So, uh, things were going on this week. I was really excited. We, we had all this stuff to talk about. I wanted to talk about Montreal. They got three games postponed because of COVID. Uh, the Avs had their seven-game win streak finally snapped by the Coyotes, the Yotes, your old team of all teams, AQ. And the Sabres still stink. Lost 14 in a row. And then... One of the greatest gifts from the hockey gods we could have ever received. Well, I was laying my head down at night last night. A little text message pops through the group from Gump about Timmy Peel, the referee who who has been (laughs) an NHL official since October of 99. He's done over 1,300 games, called a few playoff series. I don't think he ever made it to a Stanley Cup final. Wasn't that good at his job has been axed and relieved of his duties because of a hot mic uh, clipped him talking to the Nashville Predators bench. So I want to play the clip now so everybody is on the same page here. We know what we're talking about. There wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early in the... That's it. That little innocuous seven-second clip goes out over the broadcast, and everyone goes, what was that? Did I hear that right? It blows up all over Twitter. Uh, no one knew who it was at first. We did find out later in the night it was Tim Peel. Uh, and if you know anything about Tim Peel, I'll give you a little bit of background on him. He uh, is well-known in hockey Twitter circles, especially uh, the online community, for uh, a lot of gaffes in games. He's not uh, what you would call the most decorated uh, and prolific official that can, the NHL you can, had. You can say it, Nick. You uh, can say it. Why don't you say it? You, you are a notorious ref hater. I, I, I feel good about you saying it. Go ahead. He stinks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why, why, I don't understand these referees, dude. Like, just figure out the fucking game, man. S- simply put, he stinks. Hold on. Let's get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Save it. I know you're, I know you're upset. I want to give you the background. Though. Like, Greg Wyshynski. You know, Greg Wyshynski used to write at Puck Daddy. He's now the big hockey writer at ESPN.com. Okay. He used to have a series of blogs, basically, The Adventures of Tim Peel, Terrible NHL Referee. Uh, he, there used to be tweets that were uh, Tim Peel alerts was a thing on Twitter. Anytime, you know, Tim Peel fucks something up, you'd see Tim Peel alert coming across Twitter. Everyone jump all over it. Uh, so this guy's well known. He actually met Wish, who was one of his biggest critics, out at a bar, I believe, in New York or New Jersey back in 2015 before Peel was ref in a Devils game. Wish, obviously, a Devils fan. Uh, the NHL found out about it because someone took a picture of it. They were ripping shots in the bar, kind of meeting to to make amends and just kind of, you know, tell each other both sides of the story, how each other felt. Just, you know, when you write about someone for so long, it's always uh, it can create a different perspective whenever you actually meet them in person. So he went out of his way to meet Wish. People took pictures. Uh, the NHL found out about it. They suspended him that game back in 2015. Now he's out, right? This clip comes out last night of him basically admitting to the world what a lot of us already knew that makeup calls exist and are a huge part of hockey games game flow 
culture really in, in terms of officiating and the gameplay uh so when i heard it i wasn't super shocked about him saying it i was like i assume this happened a lot more than most people think and i i i got confirmation of that judging by a lot of reactions on twitter to this especially from former players what surprised me was how swiftly the nhl reacted because they are known to drag their feet on a lot of things this happened last night by the time we woke up this morning got into work uh, the NHL put out their statement that Tim Peel was done. He would no longer ref a game in the NHL again. Uh, and in a follow-up by a statement from Colin Campbell, who's the executive vice president of Hockey Ops, he said, nothing's more important than ensuring the integrity of our game. Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to the adherence to that cornerstone principle that we demand of our officials and our fans, players, coaches, and all those associated with our game expect and deserve. There's no justification for his comments, no matter the context or his intention, and the NHL will take any and all steps necessary to protect the integrity of our game. Now, with him putting that out there, them firing Tim Peel, is this enough to kind of may wash away the quote-unquote stain of acknowledging essentially that makeup calls in the game exist and have always been there and swing momentum and uh, potentially modify outcomes of games no i don't think so i mean i think uh when it comes to players when it comes to fans they sit there and they want trust they want trust that there's exactly what they said there's going to be integrity right and the integrity of the game is that we're going to sit there and we're going to call the game exactly how we see it as a referee and nothing's going to create a bias right and so here we are and this one little statement comes out and now you have to question everything you have to question if there's more refs doing it you have to question there are I mean, heck, you could even sit there and question uh, bets, right? I mean, you have to sit there and say, is there, do they have something on the game? Is there something? You have to question a lot of different things because there's no reason for that guy to sit there and say, hey, I wanted to get one early on Nashville. Why? Why would you want to get one early on Nashville? I really would love to know that. Is it you don't like them? You don't like something about the coach? Is it you had something on the game? Your buddies had something? I, you, you, there's a million different questions that are going to fly through the air from everybody and every everything about that. So uh, Matt Duchesne, who's on the Predators, did an interview with a radio show. I believe it was either later last night this morning. And the comment was actually directed at the Nashville bench. He was talking to Philip Forsberg and the players on the bench, and he said he told our Duchesne to this. He said I told he told our bench that. So I mean, really bizarre. I just think it can't happen. Uh, imagine the scenario where they score on that power play, we lose the game, we miss the playoffs by a point. Imagine that. That can that can happen, right? That can happen based on that's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think there's a place in hockey for that. You've got to call the game. I've always been frustrated when I see even up calls. Now it's a great thing to say from the to the media from Duchesne, and it's a little interesting that he said that to the bench, like basically uh, insinuating that that kind of that happens a lot that that open dialogue between referee and coach or players on the bench happens and say hey look we wanted to get one against you here early because of what happened in the first period or because of something we missed earlier so we wanted to get one against you here early uh if i was a player I think I'd appreciate that honesty from the ref I don't know if I'd love it that the makeup calls are happening but I at least like to know that that's what it is 
right? Can you can you come can you weigh in on that being an NFL player? Like, have you ever had that interaction with a referee? That type of frustration or that type of conversation? No, but I mean, you again. There's so much that we don't know about. You know what the referee got as a background on this guy or that guy, right? At the end of the day, there's certain guys that are marked men in in the NFL, right? So it's I'm sure at the end of the week. You know, what happens is is coaches get all week long to sit there and, you know, basically flag plays from the previous, you yep. know, however, five, six weeks or whatever of penalties that weren't called or things that a guy may do over and over again that maybe isn't getting called and that we think maybe a penalty or is dirty or whatever it is, right? And they get sent into the league office and then the referees get that report on those plays like and they get to look at it. So there's a guy who's typically always like holding or yanking somebody at the end of the play, right? Like that gets in. So you don't know what was happened. Maybe this ref got, you know, something that somebody on Nashville does all the time that gets away with it. And now it's like, hey, listen, like I'm this isn't getting called, but I'm gonna get one out early on the you you don't know, but still at the end of the day, these refs are paid to call the game exactly how it is. It's not their it's not their job to do makeup calls. If they fuck up one, if they miss one cool keep it moving get the next one right like it isn't it isn't a he said she said thing and okay this person you know hey we missed that one but hey we got it we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this little makeup call to get it back that's not the way the game should be played or worked you know and so i think uh i think the nhl made the right call i mean this guy this guy's never gonna work in in any type of hockey ever again he's not gonna referee a fucking peewee game no he's done but was it strong enough in the sense that when you factor in okay he was gonna retire at the end of the season anyway uh, we're we're more than halfway through. There was only a handful of games this guy was going to do left. Obviously, you can't let him work another one, but kind of an easy, convenient situation here for the league to kind of sweep this under the rug because he was done at the end of the season anyways. It'll be uh, interesting to see if they start taking some of his pension, if there's something there that... Yeah. right. That's, like a bi- that's a big one. That's a way to hammer down on the punishment. Also, they the statement from Colin Campbell we read earlier, is it enough to assure you as a fan because it's certainly not for me i don't think anything changes i think they they fired tim peel but i don't think anything they've said so far has been like okay yeah this happened and it's been happening but it's going to stop sure doesn't seem like it to me darren drager put out this tweet earlier he said caretakers uh in quotes gms and the nhl brass so that's all the front office people owners uh league office etc don't want a game where judgment in officiating isn't part of it this has always been the pushback used against more video review tim peel made a mistake but an overhaul of the officiating standard because of a mic mishap is an overreaction which i don't think it is an overreaction. it's not it's it's one thing for us to sit there as a fan or if you're betting on the game to think we're getting fucked by the refs but to know and to hear that this is actually happening, you that can't happen. It literally cannot happen in a professional sport. This is exactly what we talked about. I think it was last week. Remember when I said, uh, I don't like to hammer officials online on Twitter. I don't like to be that guy because we know how it goes. Yeah. We know how it works. We know to expect bad officiating. We know to expect makeup calls. And this just confirms it. And it was almost relieving in a sense, like, okay, yeah, we've known about it. Players have talked about it for years. Uh, Refs have even talked about it in the past once they retire and do media and all that. And then there it is right in front of your face. Like, it was an obvious, 
we got very fortunate with the with the hot mic just blowing it right out there for everyone to see. Now it's outside of hockey culture. So in that sense, maybe you will get a slight change. But how long will it last? Will it last for a month? Will it last for a week? Uh, it's certainly – I don't think it's enough to change – like the Tim Donahue thing in the NBA – with the fixing games and the and the, and the gambling, you know, that was enough to I I do believe change the way NBA games were officiated at least for a couple of years. I don't know if it's enough. Just one hot mic thing, like Drager's already trying to downplay it, calling it an overreaction. I don't know if it's enough to change the way culture and the game, but the flow of the game is reft in hockey. How connected is Drager to the NHL? Though? Very. So you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just publicity. Just oh, trying to, you know what I mean? Like it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like it if. If you're the money that's being bet on these games, like not to go back to gambling, but no, it's a, you have to now, to, especially to know, when the league is embracing. To it. know that you're actually when you think you're getting screwed, you probably are getting screwed. Exactly, because back to AQ's point, uh, I think the people who defend this say, well, they're trying to keep the flow of the game, and ex-players are saying it too, like uh, Jason Demers said, always like Tim Peel, there's a flow in the game that refs have to manage. That might be tough to notice. They're human, they make mistakes, sometimes get caught up keeping that flow. This might be excessive. Carlo Koliakovo also said, good luck trying to get anyone in hockey to ever wear a hot mic again. I played my whole career knowing that referees controlled the game and make-up calls were a part of it. So these guys have grown up knowing this and understanding this it's different from a fan who's watching who's frustrated who uh has money on the game potentially but aq back to your point it just it seems like there here's a chance here they could really grasp it and do something drastic i just personally don't think they will i think they're going to try and sweep it under the rug and i think they'll just continue business as usual because it seems like they want these referees to be empowered in that sense i think i think there needs to be an investigation as to why that call, I mean, obviously, yeah, we're sitting here talking and making it real nonchalant. Like, okay, cool, yeah, makeup calls, makeup calls, whatever. Yeah, it's part of the game. We get that. But there was a clear reason why he directly needed to make that call against Nashville. And what is that reason? Yeah. What is it? Like, there, there has to be, an, I feel like, an investigation into that at least to at least have an understanding as to why that was. Okay, if, it, if it's clear and uh, it was – so-and-so did this two games ago, pissed you off or whatever, whatever. And, and then you make the makeup call. Okay, cool. Now we, we keep moving. But if th- there is something, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pull up some conspiracy about, you know, going back to betting. But w- if there is some bet on this game that he has, wh- why, why, how do we not know that? Yeah, and not even if he has it. If he's connected in any way to someone who exactly. is or has information, like it's obviously then you have to look at every official in the league and, and every avenue, and that's a huge headache for the league, especially now they've they've got to deal with points bet. Uh, they're doing stuff with Fanduel. They're doing stuff with with all these with all these apps and, and all these legal legalized gambling in every state. It's it's mind blowing. Gumpy, I know like you don't watch every hockey game, but I see you on every on Twitter every night hammering refs over something. This is the thing though, at the end of the day, like like in soccer with VAR, everyone thought we have the cameras now, VAR will change the game, refs can't yeah. make the mistake. At the end of the day, no matter if there's video review or not, the ref still makes the final call. Like if there's a penalty shot in soccer and a guy gets hacked, even if there's VAR, the ref can say it isn't a penalty to me. You know what I mean? So hearing something like this, like I say, is just proving that this is happening in every sport, it feels like. Yeah, and that's and that's another conversation because I do feel like it happens to a degree in every sport. Like but- these, you watching college basketball March Madness, like these refs are 
it's disgusting. Like, and every ref calls things differently. Right? That's I, I think why, like, especially in the professional levels, there's reports before every game about what this official calls and what he likes to call, what he doesn't like to call, what he lets slide, what he doesn't. Right. And it's, I mean, there's literally like a full tilt, 10, 15, 20 minute meeting in every sport about the officials every week in, in the NFL. And obviously I'm sure in the NHL, it's like whatever the morning of or whatever, it's like, Hey, this guy's, Hey, he's big. You know, you're, you're hitting on the hands. He's going to call it. Right. And yep. so, um, like I'm sure in, in your career, AQ, you know, which refs do or don't like you. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Like that's 1000%. And the refs know that about the players too. Like you said, AQ, uh, teams in the NFL gather up that report and, and they look at plays and they go to the refs and they say, Hey, look, this is what this team does. We'd like you to keep it. That happens in hockey too, especially in the playoffs. It happens a lot through the media. Coaches will do it through the media. Like, Hey, our guys are just getting held. They're getting hacked. They're getting whacked in this area, blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. And I'm sure it happens on the ice before the game. They say, Hey, look, you know, uh, fucking Tom Wilson's over there. Can you have not 43 and white over there? <laughs> yeah. Can you not let 43 run through our guys heads tonight? So like players have reputations and referees know that. And then you got the, you got the coaches and other players campaigning and lobby into the rest for this and that. So it's a hard job. It's a difficult job. Uh, no one likes you. Neither fan base likes you at the end of the night. Uh, you're not going, you know, all oh, you got your family at home. You go home. They're the only ones that like you. You're in a building of 18,000 people and all of them can't stand you. So, it's difficult. You, you empathize and you sympathize with that. But at the same time, call the fucking game the way it's supposed to be called. Uh, for a long time, we accepted it because it's the way it had been done. And it made some people happy for certain circumstances. Like if your team got fucked, okay, you knew in a game or two, you were probably going to get one back in a sense too you're probably gonna have the other team get fucked in a way that benefits you so that's the other argument is it always evens out it always evens out but should it like should you not reward teams for playing the right way and punish teams for playing for lack of like breaking the rules i mean the, the rule book is there uh it's it's infuriating to a sense to find out that this is going on and if you're a newer fan or naive to it it's probably that's that's what i'm getting it's probably infuriating to realize that to come to that realization yeah i mean i i agree 100 percent. i mean it's the fact that this thing came out and it has not been the absolute talk of the world like is is crazy to me because it's like this is a big deal right i mean I, I think in every sport you talk about i mean i know in our world it's like the shield right like everything's about the shield disrespect the shield protect and the shield protect the yeah. shield right and i'm sure the nhl has their same little you know i don't, I don't know if they call it the shield but I mean, it's, it's about the logo right and whenever there's clear intentions to um go against what that stands for there needs to be a harsh penalty and I, I don't know what that is i mean obviously we talk i mean i don't I don't ever want to sit there and say, oh, let's take somebody. I don't, I'm not a big fan of taking money out of people's pockets, so I don't want to sit there and go pension. But then, like the fact that this guy's retiring at the end of the year, this is like a six-month vacation for him. Fuck. That's Keep what I'm moving. saying. It feels like a Band-Aid fix on a major issue. But the, the league, if you, if you use Drager as a mouthpiece for the league, doesn't really seem to be an issue in their eyes. It's the way they've done it. Uh, Daryl Sutter, the Flames coach, who's old school guy, been around forever. He said uh, it's a very isolated incident and it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, he said it with a straight he, face. As, as he's, uh, 
fucking Kurt Russell and Miracle making the guy. Yeah, the boys fucking <laughs> running lines. You have all these players come out, these former players, who say, yes, it absolutely does happen. It's a part of the game. It's been a part of the game. Then you have the coaches come out, well, it doesn't really happen. I don't think so. It's like, come on, guys, at least get on the same page and say, yeah, it does happen. Like, here's your chance to say, yeah, it does happen. It did happen. Uh, we have a chance now to correct it. Hope, hope the league goes that way. But it's also easier to just sit back, don't say anything, keep getting your paycheck, and don't have any wrath or scorn from the league come down on top of you. It makes you think, like, uh, last week we talked about the, the boarding call with Tanev, and we talked about you know what the boarding rule is, you know, you know it when you see it, uh, and by definition, that hit fit the rule book wording of boarding, and he was penalized maximum for it. But when you watched it, you were like, boy, that seemed like a body check at open ice where a player slid into the boards. We talk about enforcing the rule book the same way all the time. Now, do you overreact and, and, and enforce this now and say, hey, look, we're making a complete 180. We know how it's been. We're we're gonna we're gonna change and fix this in the future. No more makeup calls. Or do you kind of just try and weather the storm, which is what I think the league's gonna do. You try and just weather the storm and go back to the way it was, right? Like there's, I don't think they're gonna do that complete 180 and go all in. These guys have been yeah, doing it for too long like, the same way. For me, I, I, you, it's, you obviously can't do it right now. It's in the middle of the season. We're not going to sit here and change things right now. But I think it's something you look look to in the offseason. And about the boarding, I think what Crosby said, I think was spot on. I think all they want is black and white. They want to know what is a call and what isn't a call. Like, And, yes, I understand there's a, there's, a, there's a hand of judgment, but you can't have so much discrepancies within the judgment, if that makes sense, right? And I think that's where you, you deal with that in every sport, which sucks because – sports are a judgment call right it's a bang bang right and it happens so fast in an instant but you don't want you know this referee you know letting everything slide and then another one you know you get a little bored and it's near the board he falls into it it's it's an automatic or in Tanev's case right like yeah he took a beeline for him it was a clean as hell hit he went into the boards he got hurt so you're gonna call it right but like then you get the five, the, the game misconduct on top of it. It's like there, there's no consistency in any of the things, and that's what you want. And that's, I think, all the players want in any sport. You just want consistency to know what I can do. I almost wish they would run a trial. So they try a lot of new league developments out in, like, the AHL before they get implemented in the NHL if they're thinking about adopting them. If it makes it past the first stage of being pitched out in the meeting room, the, they'll take it to the AHL and let them try it. Like the overtime change. I, I'm pretty sure when they went to three-on-three overtime, they tried that out in the AHL first before they brought it up to the bigs. I would like to see them try out calling the rule book the way it's intended to be called in the AHL for full game and see what happens. I'd like to see that over a couple, maybe a week, couple weeks span and see if the players adjust or if you're just keep racking up penalties because you don't want a game that is just penalty after penalty no, after penalty, right? That's going to ruin the entire flow of the game. So we understand why officials let certain things go, even if it's right in front of them sometimes. They'll just let it go for the sake of not calling a penalty and not mucking up the flow of the game. Flow of the game, flow of the game. We keep talking about that's a big thing, like – uh, so I'd like to see that implemented in some fashion of anything resembling professional hockey to see how that works. Because if players adjust, then it works, and that's something you can do. If 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 not, if you're just going to 
call the rule book black and white, no shades of gray. It might be something people don't want. Like it's, it's something people think they want, but until you see it enacted and on the ice and what it looks like, I don't know if that's what everyone actually wants. I think they think they want that. Not sure it's actually applicable or doable. I think all like AQ hit it perfectly. All anybody wants is consistency. consistency. That's all that matters. Just consistency. That's that's literally the only thing you want from a ref. If that's a penalty now, it's a penalty later. So on, so forth. That's that's literally all you want. And that's what hockey fans have been griping about for 30, 40, 50, probably 60 years now, is if it's a penalty in the first period, it's a penalty in the third period. No, yeah, I don't even think we're talking consistency amongst referees, right? I think right. we're talking this crew calls this, call it the same way for both teams from the first minute till the last minute. Exactly. Right? And I think that's all you're looking for, and it doesn't matter – across what platform because this referee crew that you have the next week may be completely different but as long as they call it the way that they call it the same way for 60 minutes against both teams well cool yeah no no refing crew is going to officiate games the same way that's impossible it's never going to happen but if you know you know you play out the first period you kind of see what's being called what's not keep that through through the whole game that's always been a thing right play out the first period you kind of see what what they're letting you get away with or what they're not, yeah. and then you adjust accordingly. Or if you can't adjust, if you're just a stooge, you want to run out there and beeline for somebody to put an elbow into their head, that's going to happen too. Like it happens in the NFL. Like you call it the same way all game, then you get to the fourth quarter, and they call the hold or the pass interference that they wouldn't call the rest of the game. So yeah. Or vice versa, and you get into fucking overtime, the pass interference that was called in the second quarter, now you don't call it because yeah. you, don't, you don't want to be the reason – that there was a 50-yard penalty in fucking overtime that gives the team a game, right? To take this a step further in that sense, we all know there's a different standard of officiating in the playoffs compared to the regular season. Sure. Does that now change with this, in this mindset of, if it's a penalty in the first period, it's a penalty in the third period. If it's a penalty in the regular season, it's a penalty in the playoffs. Are we still going with that? Because that's... At the end of the day, I think what we're saying is, and you can agree or disagree with me with this, but... I think when we say the officiating is different in the playoffs, that crew is going to let them play a little more, but it's still oh, yeah. consistent. Yeah. I think it's still consistent. They're letting both teams play. They're letting, you know, a few more things that maybe would have been ticky-tack, maybe called in a regular season. Now they're not. But as long as they're letting both teams play, we're cool, right? Like, that, that's that's all we're asking for. Just be consistent regardless. We understand that once the playoffs come, we're going to let a little bit more shit go. And it's going to be a faster pace. And, yeah, we want to keep the flow going, but it's going to go that way for both teams. Yeah, especially when you get to the playoffs. You know if you're in overtime in playoffs, you're really going to have to do something stupid to get a penalty. And that's that's the way hockey's been for years. And mm-hmm. I think I think I like it that way. I think most people agree with you. I think, I think some people get frustrated by it, but I think most people, because I know I do, I feel the same way you do. If, uh, if you're an OT in Game 7 of a playoff series – you're going to have to let some stuff go. You're going to have to let the boys play and figure yeah. it out on the ice. Uh, to take it one step further even, do they go about adopting the official, like the NFL is talking about doing now, the Sky Judge official, who has the ability to uh, talk down to the guys on the ice and say, hey, look, we saw this. Uh, you got to call it. Because we know they have the war room in Toronto, New York. I forget exactly where it's at now. Uh, that reviews goal calls in those situations, and they determine goal or no goal. Would you expand that to 
play on the ice to kind of help alleviate the pressure of some of the guys on the ice. Uh, and maybe it would do away with some of the need for makeup calls because you wouldn't be making a bad call. You'd have the benefit of video review. Or do you think it slows everything down too much? I, I tend to not think that way. I think, I think they should try it out and see because I'm much, I think people would be much more benef- grateful and benefited of viewership numbers by getting the call and getting everything right than trying to just deal with the makeup calls and the way it's been. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, I think uh, at the end of the day, I think people just wanted to get done right, right? And I think uh, when it comes to... Now, games are long now. They're, what, two and a half, three hours long if you're watching a game on TV? Are you willing to sacrifice another maybe 30 minutes of your time? I don't think it would be another 30 minutes. I really don't because I think at the end of the day, like... Things are going to get called, and I think the sky judge is also going to be – he's not going to be sitting there like, you know, with the ticky-tacky stuff too. Right. He's only going to call clear and concise things, I think. And so, you, you know, if it adds an extra five minutes or so, yeah, I, I really don't even think it will add that much. I think it it just, you know, on the clear and concise things that may be missed, um, you know, I think that's where they'll step in. And I think, you know, that can help benefit, you know, the – the teams on both sides knowing that hey listen like it's going to be it's going to be exactly the way it should be called period and now, that's that's now, all people want now gumpy you are a noted critic of var because they have fucked up some egregious calls that should have been very simple and very easy to make does var do penalties too or is it just goals no they so now they go over everything everything okay yeah. so this is basically what we're talking about here it's been implemented in soccer and i'm just i don't watch it's enough such a it's such I'm a touching off your tweet such a you such a touch and go thing though because like when they have an offside, you know what I mean? Like when a ref would call an offside, now it's like they put out a 3D line. Yeah. And you literally got guys' arms like this. And it's like one fucking inch. And it's like, yeah, it's offside, but... So you're they're getting too granular with it, much like the NHL did to a lot of people's chagrin. With the, ice, with the, or with the, the you know, skate coming up off the ice. Yes. And so they adjusted the rule to have the skate be above, basically adopting the breaking the plane of the end zone rules. And your skate is above the blue line. You're basically on side still. So there's the there's those tweaks definitely yeah. that you'd have to go through the growing pains and whatnot. But I do think it would help uh, alleviate some of this disaster in terms of this is this is a big uh, egg on egg yolk on the league's face. Whether they want to admit it or not, whether they can get by with having the draggers and the sutters and the old guard saying, "Ah, look, you know that doesn't happen," or "Yeah, it does happen," but the, that's the dirty little secret. That's the way they want it to happen, and and they'll figure it out on the ice. It's like, well, I don't think people who gamble on these games and watch these games want to hear that. I think they want accountability, and I think they want consistency, and I think they're done with the bullshit that you just keep spewing out because that statement from Colin Campbell, those are nice words to read on a piece of paper, but I don't think it's going to change the way the game is officiated. So, unfortunately, Tim Peel, rightly or wrongly, I think rightly now, becomes uh, a martyr <laughs> in, in the sense that, yeah, he fucked up and a mic caught him. And if that mic wouldn't have been on, nothing would have changed. Game would have kept going the same way it's been going for 100 years now. And we would have went on about our days because uh, in the grand scheme of things, it was a 2 nothing win by the Predators. Uh, there wasn't really anything else fishy that happened in the game. I think they ended up with 
Uh, four penalties in Detroit, three. It might have been the other way around, but it wasn't like an egregious difference in penalties. So I think it's it's by circumstance and by luck that this happened and we get to talk about it and the league has to address it, but they addressed it. Will we see the change? I doubt it. We'd like to see it. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to have to keep going forth with what we've seen. And like you said, AQ, middle of the season, really hard to change something like that. These refs have been calling these things this way for their whole lives really hard to break them of that habit i just don't i don't have a good answer of how you fix it but i think they should take a good hard long look in the offseason about things like uh the sky judge having a replay official uh opening it up a little bit in terms of transparency to how things are done because that was that was way too transparent for a lot of people and it was accidental not on purpose and i think the league hopefully realizes that now We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's all I got on it. It's a it's a joke. It sucks. But you shrug your shoulders and you move forward because they're not going to stop playing the games. They're just going to keep rolling, and so will we. And next week, I won't be here. I'll be on vacation. What? So I hey, enjoy it, bud. You deserve it. Thank you. What hey, we're going to do is we're going to interview Mike Johnson from NHL Network, former Toronto Maple Mikey. Leaf. Mikey. Hell of a guy. We've had him on the show before. He's an awesome guest. Good lad. One of the best analysts in the biz. He's my favorite guy to watch on NHL Network. And we'll put that out for you to listen to next week while I'm gone. So you got, so you got something. Uh, but as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for rocking with us. Go check out the show on YouTube, on our channel. We'll post links to it on our, on our socials. Uh, we've been trying to post as many clips of like sweet goals, good hits, fights, anything and everything on Twitter. Uh, follow along with us on there and uh, subscribe to the new channel. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. That's Cheers, all. Cheers, boys. Talk.